0: year five approaching, still wiping another human's butt, so.
1: We're recording. It's happening. Oh, shoot. Here we go. Right. This is it. Danny,
2: hope
1: you're ready. Uh, <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. Uh, all right. Well, I have some things to report before we... Before we yeah. get going tell us one one of my boobs is definitely going to leak during this so you know just mm. it's just going to happen I gotta I
0: mean this is, this breastfeeding, is my breastfeeding support shirt for, oh, yes. for black moms but all moms you
1: know I love it I love <laughs> it so that's going to happen uh, I did not have any water today so I chugged one of these right before and I'm drinking this now so 10 out of 10 chance that I will have to be in the middle of this which will be great <laughs> and for dinner, I just had ramen, like college mm. dorm room Solid. ramen for dinner. So not to brag, but seems like I'm doing pretty great. How, <laughs> <laughs> how are you two?
2: Um, like always, I kicked my husband out of that apartment. For this. Today we talked about it. I was feeling a little bad because I gave him like a list of errands. And I said, you know, you don't feel, I don't want you to feel like you have to leave. And he just straight up looked at me and was like, oh, but you need me to be quiet, right? And I was like, yes. He's like, then I need to go. So... He's out and about running errands and that's good. It 30 minutes ago, it looked like a bomb went off in our apartment. It was just such a mess. So it's now better, thankfully. And that's my day. I, everything else is a blur. The first day back from like a holiday weekend, I just, I don't know what's happening.
0: Mm. Yeah. Well,
2: I
1: feel that
0: year five approaching still wiping another human's butt. So
1: (laughs) it's pretty.
0: Oh, pretty successful over here. (laughs) Still
1: happening. That's still (laughs)
0: happening. This is the time he's supposed to do it on his own, but then you let him do it on their own. They come out and it's poop on their hand and then they still got poop in their own.
1: Things I am not looking forward to. You can add that to the list. (laughs) So that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like, oh, okay, great. Like, so that's what we got going on. It's fine. Everything is fine. We are here. We are doing this. I've been looking forward to this all day. Even though I'm nervous about what it is. You should be. We're very intimidating. So (laughs) just nothing but judgment coming
2: your way. Buckle
1: up.
0: I just I'm nervous for the questions.
1: I'm like, oh my gosh, what are they gonna ask? Okay. (laughs) We we might not even know.
2: So don't worry about that.
1: Anything goes. Okay. All right. So we will, we'll just go ahead and jump into it. So I think it would be cool if Nicole and I could share how we know you and, you know, maybe a story or two or three, just kidding. We'll be here all night. I've got stories for days, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so I'll go first. Jamie was my grad assistant. When we were in Florida at UNF and I remember meeting her in our office building and she was pushing the stroller with this tiny little bebé. And (laughs) yeah, I just remember in that moment thinking like, wow, is she going to be able to handle this? Like I don't. And at that time I obviously was not a mom. I didn't know anything about it. And I'm like, I mean, grad school and a mom, like, that's a lot. And now that I am a mom, I had no idea what – I just had no idea. So I thought it was going to be hard for you, but now I know (laughs) that it was, like, the hardest thing we could have asked anyone on the planet to do. I digress. (laughs) Anyway, so here you are, and you were just like, yeah, this is my son, you know, and he was so teeny tiny. It was. Oh. And so now, of course, I look at him and I'm like, oh, my God, he's a whole human ready to go get a job and everything, I think. But uh, yeah, so that's how we met. And, you know, a glorious year together where I realized that I cared way less about her being my grad and way more about her being my friend and then just forced her into friendship like I do with anyone That is my friend (laughs) now. So that's how Damien and I met.
2: (laughs) So for me, we obviously, we all worked in the same office building. Uh, So I too met Damien pushing the stroller down the hallway and had the same thoughts like, wow, I can't keep myself together. How is she going to keep herself together and this (laughs) tiny human and be in school and run these student staff because they can be wild. And I... Remember I first locked eyes with baby Jay and from that day on and for the next 365 days, he mean mugged me every day.
0: Mm-hmm. That is a fact. He'd
2: fair. be laughing before I walked in the room and then I would walk in and just stone cold. Yeah. No luck. Uh, but I, I felt like that was a moment that um, I knew he cherished me. So he wasn't going to fake it with me. It was just he respected me enough to me his real attitude. But my favorite story of dami is when she told me this was well into your grad year with us. And uh, I think almost at the end, you told me you did not have a bathtub mm. and Jay is tall. And so That's even a big boy. Yeah. At that age, he was tall and you were like, I just can't fit him in like the sink anymore. The but sink he's, is- he's one years old, so we can't just let him do whatever he wants. Um, you know? And I remember being at Target and finding like these portable bathtubs. It was like, this is it. This is what we need. I'm gonna bring her a picture of this. Like I can solve this mother's issue. No, I can't.
0: And you literally uh, brought me multiple options. I did. I was like, Danny,
2: <laughs> you should ask the department to pay for it. We gotta get Jay a bathtub. <laughs> that was probably my one of my favorite like highlights is trying to picture Jay being as
0: tall as Thanks. he was at one year old, fitting in a sink. It was, it was, they came in. I don't remember the guy's name, the older guy who was like the, like in the maintenance. Um, and he came, and he measured for me and tried to see if we could put a bathtub yeah. in that shower. And he was just like, I'm sorry, it's too small. I'm sorry, we can't. <laughs> they were trying to, they were trying to make it work.
1: <laughs> I mean everyone loved you and Jay and so anyone would have done anything yes in the world that they could have because you two were just worth it obviously so and it's so, always so nice and kind, which I think goes a long way, especially in, in that world.
2: And what you did for, like with your student staff at that time, too, I remember you kind of came into a tough group that was going to throw you a lot of challenges and uh, it didn't scare you off. You were just really <laughs> like, all right, so I'm going to mom all of you then. And we need to get it together Literally. and get on the same page. Uh, but that you, yeah. you really turned that entire stuff around. And that was amazing. Oh, well,
0: thanks,
1: guys. I'll tell one more funny story and then we have some questions for you. But I remember, I'm not even going to be able to get through the story. Damien and I went to public oh one day. This, was the story.
2: this is the, this is the you best one. You came to one. my office after. I remember this.
1: Oh Yes. Yes. I don't even I'm I'm gonna mess it up because I don't remember the start of it. I just remember every detail of the end of it. But so we get to the parking lot of Publix, which for those of you who don't know what Publix is, because we don't have them up here. By I'm the sorry way, for, for you. Um it's Yeah. It's uh it's a supermarket, but so much more. It's
2: the grocery store of the so South.
1: Yeah. Like it's just It's not as good as Wegmans, which a lot of people up here will be familiar with. It's not. I don't know that. What? Mm -mm. Okay. You know, this is... (laughs) We're going to just move past that, and we will talk about that another time. So we get to the supermarket, and I park the car, and I was taking a picture or video of... what it was a bug? It was a big bug or something. Yes. Yes. On my the trunk of my car and we were laughing and taking this video and we started to walk away and this crazy woman started saying oh you think that's funny you think that's funny
0: you're recording that you you're
1: recording that because you think it's funny and I'm looking at Damien like I must have missed something because what is happening and we're looking at each other and she's looking at us and I'm like oh Okay. So we go in still. Um we're like walking into the supermarket. But I'm like, Adam see know. her go over to your car. Yes. Like over to your yes. car door. So I'm like, Damien, let's just keep going. We got eyes on the prize. Get through to the supermarket <laughs> where there are other human beings and we cannot be attacked. So we start walking towards the doors to get into the store. And she starts walking back towards my car and I was like, something's gonna happen. <laughs> And I didn't know what, <laughs> but I knew something was going to happen. And so we made that a very quick trip, if I remember correctly. We were in and out. Yes. We come back out, and I look at the side of my car, and I'm like, oh, my God. She keyed the letter B into my door of the side of my mm-hmm. car. And wh- you're. I think we just were astonished. And I'm, like, I looking mean, around for still- her. She's gone. And I'm like, oh. mm-hmm so she keyed, like we're like she keep the car she keep the car i i knew something was gonna happen and then here it is so we called the cops and we're waiting waiting we were late for something we were sending urban we were sending nicole pictures like yeah of us yes. outside of Publix. just i remember getting a
2: text that was like hey we're gonna be late getting back to- very calm <laughs> We're going to be late getting back to campus because someone just keyed my car. And now we're waiting for the cops to come. We'll let you know what's going on. And I was like,
1: what?
2: I'm sorry. What happened?
1: Yeah. So then they came and they took down the whole story. And actually, I think she had a prescription of some sort in her hand. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I think that she had to pick up her meds because Mm -hmm. something was going on. Very judgmental, (laughs) Nikki, back then. Okay. Today's Nikki would have been a little more... (laughs)
0: Uh, a more sensitive. yeah sensitive about that but
1: <laughs> I do remember thinking like this woman is off her rocker fast forward to uh, maybe that same night or a day later and mm-hmm. I am looking at my car again just uh, amazed and I start to just kind of like touch the scratch like all sad and heartbroken and and it starts to peel away and <laughs> I realized that it was gum <laughs> It was not, in fact, keyed. It was just gum in the letter B on the side of my door. Very thin, everyone. Okay, so <laughs> it did look like it was keyed. It definitely it looked, looked like,
0: it was, like it was keyed. I mean, we were but all it was fooled. Definitely
1: gum. We were
0: fooled. Yeah, I mean, the cop was I wish fooled. We had the picture.
1: It was an ordeal. Anyway, so that is like. <laughs> up there in memories of just shenanigans that this group shenanigans got for into. Sure. So anyway, what are you doing now? You are not in Jacksonville, Florida, fighting off uh, gum yelling ladies in <laughs> Publix parking lot. So what are you doing now? So I am back in
0: Detroit, which is where I'm from. Um, and I'm working for Detroit Public Schools Community District, which is our like Detroit public schools, um, district, school district. And we are currently, so I'm currently working in the curriculum and instruction office. I was originally a project manager in a curriculum and instruction office. So I literally, I mean, I didn't, I don't even really have a job description. Um, I worked across all departments. So the office of social studies, office of math, office of science as a project manager. So managing all the projects, um, the biggest initiative that I feel like I've run or I still manage is our homework hotline. So we did not usually have a, we did not used to have a homework hotline. Um, we started it in 20 last year, 2019, um, winter 2019 where students can call in Monday through Thursday, um, from 5 PM to 8 PM to get homework help. Um, so I'm very proud of that. It's my baby because, you know, I helped create it that's, that's um, I awesome. made your head for that. Yes. <laughs> um, so yes. And, but now I've recently transitioned about two months ago to only working for the office of science. So specifically the STEM enrichment department as a training and support coordinator. So I work with coaches and teachers and students who are a part of chess, robotics and academic games. Um, so instead of working across all content areas, I only work for STEM enrichment now, which is a good change. Um, I am definitely enjoying it. Nice. It's still like a project manager role, but yeah, so I'm still in education, but I have transitioned to K through 12 as opposed to higher education.
1: I'm just wondering if like, how do we get the adult version of homework help Monday through Thursday?
2: (laughs) I was getting ready to say the same thing. I need the homework hotline.
0: Seriously, it is. I mean, and it has been like an amazing resource for our parents too, because, you know, you get home and you're like, what, what is this? You just sent my child home with like this math. Apparently they changed in the ABCs or something. Did y'all hear about that? They're changing. No. I don't really know what the change is, but apparently it's a change. And uh, my cousin, her daughter told her she was singing the alphabets wrong and corrected her and told her the right way.
1: I reject that. No, no, no. Listen, Camilla will be learning the original ABCs, not the remix of the ABCs. Absolutely not. Never in
2: my life did I think we'd have to have two versions of the ABCs. I knew they changed math, but like,
0: now now we're going to have to say, oh, the original
2: ABCs went like
0: this. Apparently it's something with L-M-N-O-P. That part is different now because they said it confuses kids because they just say P And they that's feel like, like that's one I one mean, letter. they're
1: not wrong, <laughs> but we all figured it out. <laughs> yeah. We,
0: and that's what I said. I said. I mean, but we all got it. We knew that that wasn't one letter, but they said, no. So they don't say that part. I don't know what they say now.
2: I have all those letters in my name. Like, yeah, we <laughs>
0: figured it okay. out. Yeah. I I don't know. But yeah, so they call in and they have, you know, they're like, I don't understand, but they can get live help from a tutor and they're all um, our staff members. So they're all teachers at DPS during the day. And then in the evening, they do this from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. And it's nice. Because they can do it from home. Like, it's a remote thing. They don't have to be at the school or anything like that. Um, Not that they would be at the school now, considering this pandemic. But, yeah. (laughs) That's amazing.
1: That's that's so cool. I love that idea. I love that that was from you. So, kudos to you, ma'am. Good work. Yeah. (laughs) So, you mentioned this thing that we now know as COVID. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> how how are you holding up what is your day look like over there T- give us the just what
2: what's happening yeah
1: yes um i
0: am better now at the start it was definitely very interesting so i have like a bunch of different feelings like everybody else regarding you know COVID and how it's changed my life so like you guys mentioned jay Um, he is four. So he's in pre-K four is what he was in, um, in March when the shutdown happened. And so he transitioned to obviously being at home. And even though schools are open now, um, he's still pretty much just at home just because the cases are so high here in Michigan. Like we literally are like at 9,000 something cases a day. Mm. So he's still home and that transition was very difficult because I still work full time and he's still a full time four year old. So (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. it's definitely it was very difficult to manage um, because literally I remember at the beginning, like those first that first month, really him constantly coming over to me and be like, mommy, you don't hear me? Can you hear me? Do you see me? Like, do you see me mommy? Because I wasn't responding to him because I'm sitting here on meetings, um, you know, with the superintendent and assistant superintendent of the school district. So, you know, I'm trying to focus and handle projects and he just trying to get me to play Minecraft with him. <laughs> and you know, he doesn't understand that, you know, I'm in a meeting, I'm in a meeting, I'm working. So I don't even know how we really got through that. I would just say patience. I mean, honestly, he had way more patience than I even had as an adult. Like he eventually like understood like, okay, mommy's working. And then the other thing is like, well, how do I teach my child? I don't want him to just sit on the iPad all day, but how do I work eight hours a day while teaching him? Um, Mm -hmm. So I just tried to get into a routine as much as possible. Um, And I also learned to be more forgiving of myself. So when there were hours that he was just sitting on the iPad because I had a project to get done, I just had to be like, well, because, you know, in the parenting world, you would think that parents who, you know, have been through these things and know how difficult it is to be, you know, a parent would be more I don't know, lenient on each other, but they're not. Like, they make you feel really bad Mm -hmm. (laughs) about how much time your child spends with their technology or, you know, are they reading at this age or doing that at this age? And I just had to learn to be forgiving. So... I also learned that I need to be more specific with my prayers because literally for the last year, all the way up until March, I just prayed and prayed. I said, God, please. I said, I really need to spend more time with Jalen. Like, I need him (laughs) to be with me at all times. Like, I don't want him to go to school. Like, I I just want him to be with me. Like, I just, that's what I want. And then, and then I got it. So what
1: you're saying, you're saying this is your fault. COVID
0: happened because I wanted to spend more time with my child. And now I'm like, (laughs) where are his teachers? Can I send him back? (laughs) So, yes. That's uh, so
2: much to manage. Sorry, go ahead. I just have a question to kind of stem off of that too. So Mm -hmm. in this motherhood 2.0, as you figure out (laughs) mothering in the pandemic, Mm -hmm. when – you were leaving Jacksonville. I know you were co-parenting long distance. And so what does it look like then to co-parent in a pandemic, Mm -hmm. Uh, especially if there's still such long distance, you know, like with travel, with just scheduling for help on your end so that you can like get done everything that's on your plate too.
0: Yeah. So that was definitely a challenge for both me and his dad. (laughs) Like, um, because for me, so he goes to visit his dad who lives in Texas a couple times a year um and it was approaching the time that typically he he goes um and i just was not comfortable and while my mental was screaming like please <laughs> like i yeah. need some sort of break um like neither of us was really comfortable Putting him on the plane, like get, or his yeah. dad coming to get him and going there. In Texas, cases were even higher than ours at that time, so that was very difficult mm. um, to manage because it's like he obviously couldn't see him. You know, he he wants right. to see Jay just as bad, but he can't because of the pandemic. And recently, he was able to travel to go see him when the this was like a month ago when the cases like you know lesson but that was back in October he was able to see him and before that the last time that he had went there was in January Mm -hmm. so that was a very long time from January to October yeah full 10 months so that was difficult and same with like the school situation like even we kind of differ on our opinions on whether he should be in school or not be in school. Mm-hmm. For me at first, it was just like, absolutely not. Like absolutely not right. like COVID is out there. Like, no. Um, but that wasn't necessarily like his dad's opinion on the matter. Um, so trying to meet in the middle, we ended up finding him a, a school in person and only preschools are in person right now up here K through 12 is all virtual Um, but I mean how much virtual can you do with a preschooler so they were in person (laughs) and he was going for a little bit of time and then I was just like no like they got a case and Mm -hmm, then another case mm -hmm. and then another case I was like oh oh no (laughs) like I tried I tried tried to compromise but I'm just like you know that was it was a lot and I understand like you know we want him to be learning. And if I'm working full time, like it's hard to manage that thing. So I understand, but also like his health is a priority. So
1: I feel like every decision has been made so much more difficult because we're Mm -hmm. in a pandemic, whether you're a mom or just a human, like every decision you Mm -hmm. make now, you're a family member you're Mm -hmm. a friend, you're an employee, you know, and so all of those things kind of collide. And you can't separate now one action from it happening during a pandemic, uh, which is wild to me. And so everything just kind of has to be decided on with that filter in mind. And I think it's, even though in the grand scheme of things, this is going to be you know a year or so of our lives and it's a small portion of our lives it has had such a dramatic impact and i'm curious and also dreading what the lasting and long-term impacts of it are like how different Mm -hmm. how differently will we proceed after the, the pandemic um given how much we had to alter our lives for a year um so yeah just crazy 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 yes so it's not just you in the in that house damie so i know you're very close with your family talk to me about your dad i know you're very close with your sisters like what's <laughs> what's your your deal over there so
0: clearly we have all we've all been very close prior to covid but covid has just had us <laughs> in the same space at the same time um more often than in recent years just because i was in florida my little sister janelle ended up going to college in the year before last 2018 um so she was out the house because she was living on campus and then come march we all are back in the house and it's been just like speaking in in terms of like what's been happening since march and covid and everything my dad is like not the healthiest like um Mm -hmm. just his immune system so it's there are times where it's just like okay like there's a party or something that's going on and my sisters want to go to or my friends are having something at their homes and it's just like yeah everyone's gonna wear a mask or social distance but it's like taking that risk is I mean we just don't (laughs) um we just don't so that's like been limited and for me you know I'm 28 I'm saying that like I'm just you know I feel real grown. So I'm too And it's just like, I don't like, I don't mind staying in the house every day, like and relaxing or whatever the case, but for a 20 year old and a 17 year old, um, that's not the case. And just seeing like their level of like responsibility and care. I mean, I know for some people it's like, I mean, that's your dad. Of course they don't want to get your dad sick, but I see people that's just out Mm. not caring about the health of others at all, you know, in these situations mm-hmm. that has been difficult and we all have very different personalities. So, and we all just in that house together um, <laughs> with a bunch of different, a bunch of different feelings and things. But I think like literally me and my sister were just talking about this. Like we've learned so much about each other because, mm. you know, we had, multiple heart-to-hearts over this time just because we'll get, like, into it or whatever it is and just, we don't have nothing else better to do but tell it like it is. So that's what we do in those moments because it's just like, whoa, we in here together. And, I mean, it's just been a very... Good growth process, to say the least, for all of us, but yeah, shout out to all the people who live in the house with a bunch of other grown people mm. because it is, <laughs> it is it is definitely it's challenging when you're not you know in your own space, especially for me, coming from I had been on my own since eighteen, you know, like I moved out and went to college, stayed on campus, like I didn't stay at home and to move back home at twenty six um and be in the house and my dad isn't one of those people like oh there's a restriction or I can't come in and out when I want to or anything like that but it's still his space even little things like well I guess I should walk around with pants on you know <laughs> like I guess I should put, <laughs> you
1: know like yeah you know, little things mm, like that it's yes. like
0: um it could be it could be difficult but we manage it and I would honestly I could not imagine trying to live and deal with this with any other set of people, mm. even though they make me want to drop kick them from time. <laughs> but yeah.
2: What's been <laughs> the biggest lesson you've learned about sisterhood over the pandemic?
0: Um, I would say probably just, I guess it wouldn't just be about sisterhood, but it's definitely like made me realize that like when dealing with my sisters or having conversations with them, is just meeting people where they are. Like, Mm -hmm. you just really have to meet people where they're at sometimes, like, especially, you know, you know, people always say you never know what someone's going through or what somebody's thinking about when it comes to people younger, like, even my dad has said this, like, my aunts, uncles, like, a lot of people say, like, Oh, you young, you're not going through nothing. You're not going through anything Mm -hmm. right now. Like, you know, things like that. And then to have my sisters open up to me about like what it is they are battling and going through and things like that. It's very real things that even adults would have a hard time managing, just trying to meet people, including like younger people where they are and understanding that everybody is, you know, struggling through something. Um, And even if there are a lot of things that I'm just, to, to me, I'm like, well, that's such a small situation, but for them, it's not a small situation. And I yeah. remember being that mm-hmm. age and thinking like s- something was the complete end of the world and being like, oh my gosh, like, this is it. This is it. Like I, this 72% that I just got on this math test tells me that i'm going to fail at life and Mm -hmm. just having you know having that be a big burden and weigh heavily and destroy my whole day and everything um so yeah just meeting people where they are was definitely a big thing that i learned and patience a lot of Mm. patience (laughs)
1: don't we all need a little bit more of that (laughs) uh so i want to talk you and i have talked about this a little bit uh Separately, but I want to talk about what it's meant for you in today's day and age where police brutality has taken over at the internet, television, and what it means not just to you as a human, as a black woman living in the world, but also raising a black son and what that ha- impact has been on your life while now also in a pandemic and what that that has translated to. This is like also my number
2: one question for you. So
0: perfect.
1: <laughs> um.
0: So just starting like from the beginning, when I first found out that I was having a boy, I mean, my excitement went to like a little bit of devastation. Like literally, mm. I remember being in the office with my mom like finding out that it was a boy and I remember the moment that like it went from happiness to devastation because I was just like oh my gosh Mm -hmm. like like what am I going to do like why why would I bring a child into this world into a world that literally hates him like literally like So many things, so many eyes are stacked up against him and he is not even fully formed in my room yet. Like, you know, Mm. and um, it has been very difficult for me. I think I'm just also a super like emotional person and I'm a very like intentional person. Um, So I think about, I mean, I mean, every single decision that I make regarding him, like, literally has something to do with, like, him being a little black boy. Like, that is never yeah. not in my mind. I'm talking about even us going to gro- certain grocery stores, like, certain areas. Like, I just, I won't go because I'm just, like, you know, I I don't want anything to happen to him. Like, I don't want him to see anything. I mean, I've been in the grocery store so many times, both in Florida and in Michigan, where, um, you know, the cashier will be being so nice and so interactive with the child in front of us, a white child in front of us, giving them stickers, including at Publix. And I love Publix, but no, they, Publix, Publix yeah. dropped the ball on this one. Because um, this is where this first happened. But again, it's happened, I mean, more times than I can count. And they give them stickers and buttons and balloons and all kinds of stuff. And we get to the register, I mean the cashier is cold. Jalen already has seen this kid in front get the balloon. Mm. So he like he's looking at me like mommy, why aren't they responding? Like he'll ask, like, Can they not hear me? Can she not hear me, mommy? And in that moment, it's like, you know, should I do what my 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 emotion is telling me to do and cut up on this lady, then I'ma look wrong <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> So it's just like, how do I handle this in a way that's appropriate, you know, because at the end of the day, even if I do cut up on her, the other thing is like, who gonna help me? The Mm store manager, gonna be on her side. They just, you know, you know, it, it, you just never know like where you have an ally, where somebody is going to have your back or anything like that, you know? And the other thing is like, after those situations, like making sure I explain to him what happened, like, I have to tell him that- There was a reason why this lady did not give you a sticker. I have to explain mm-hmm. that to my, at that time, you know, two-year-old. And then I have to explain it again at three and again at four, you know, because he still doesn't realize it. Or even if, you know, we're in an aisle or something and he just says hi because kids just randomly say hi to people. Yeah. Um, and they literally do not speak, do not look at him, <laughs> do not interact with him at all. And he literally looks at me like, mommy, like, why, you know, why didn't they say that? Or why didn't they respond to me and things like that? Um, And so it's difficult because I don't want like in explaining this to him, like, I don't want him to believe that every white person has this feeling and he's just like immediately a threat to them or that's what they're thinking or whatever. Like, that's not, that's not at all like what I want him to gather. So trying to figure out, and I have not found the perfect way um, to explain that to him and and make sure that... The other thing is like making sure that he stays safe. Like if he has a group of white friends, he can't position himself the same way they can. Like he can't do what they do. If they, they're going out and playing with... I mean, it's something so simple as... Um, you know, playing with the water gun in the front of your house. He mm-hmm. don't even own a water gun. He not gonna own a water gun, a Nerf mm-hmm. gun, no type of gun because multiple little black boys have been killed for playing with toy guns in the park or in the front of their home. Not one, not two, not three. I'm talking multiple black boys. Yeah. And it's just like, so now my mm-hmm. baby can't have a Nerf gun. No, <laughs> you know, like things like that. And it's just like, if he if he does, he would never take it outside the house, you know? Um. So... Or knowing that, like, you know, kids get into trouble. So if you're doing, you know, you got, he's with a group of friends and they're white, you know, that trouble that they're getting into is going to look a little different, like, you know, when the police pull up. And the, and like I said, like, it's hard because I don't want him to just think in every situation in every case, like, you know, he's a threat. But at the same time, like, that's how, that's mm. how the world views him. And I'm not going to lie or sugarcoat it. Um, because I want him to stay safe and things like that. And, I mean, finding a home in a school district has been, like, very difficult because, um, like, in Metro Detroit, you have, you know, school districts that are predominantly Black and not thriving um, at all, like, in terms of just, like, what they can offer, and it's, it's no fault. To the city, that's the way the education system built inner city public school systems, you know, where primarily people of color are. And it's like, okay, so I don't want to put them, I I have to decide, is the academics part worth it or is the social part worth it? Because if I put him in this white school district with these amazing academics... (sighs) the the things that he's gonna go through and experience not just with students and parents but like with teachers like speaking from experience like I have multiple black male friends who went to predominantly white schools and it wasn't until they were way older in high school and undergrad where they realized like oh shoot so yeah when my first grade teacher um, you know, didn't let me use the bathroom and made me pee on myself and embarrass me in front of the whole class, but she let the other white boys go to the bathroom. That was purposeful. Or, oh, when I, I always knew the answers to the question, but she never picked me for the answer to the question, you know, just mm. things like that. But he, she's picking all my white peers and going over me and things like that. Yeah. Like they started to hate school. They hated learning, like because it's like you're just chipping away at their, confidence and everything and it's just like I went to a predominantly white school in high school before that I went to Detroit public schools from first grade through eighth grade but transitioning to high school I mean every little thing like my vernacular like anything I say like I, I will never forget like on my third day of school there they were like Damiana can I ask you a question and I mean they are laughing I mean just cracking up and I'm like yeah you can ask me a question." And I didn't get it. And they're like, seriously, ask? Like, Mm. ask like you're about to chop Mm. down a tree? Like, it's ask. Like, ask you a question. I mean, I mean, and for me, like, as a ninth grader, you know, as a 13-year-old, that was a lot for me. So for him to be in a space where he's in an elementary school dealing with something like that and not even truly understanding or having teachers pick on him in a certain way, um, it's like do I want to put him in a predominantly white school, even though the academics are good? Or do I put him over here in this predominantly black school with people that look like him so that, you know, he's not being singled out and things like that. And even looking for a house, it's like, what neighborhood can I move to where he can ride his bike safely? Or, you know, we cannot be, you know, picked on. I mean, news story after news story after news story for the last five months have been, um, I've been seeing like a lot of people who live in predominantly white neighborhoods, like a lot of black people, their homes being vandalized, I mean, set on fire, being broken into, just all this kind of stuff. And it's just like, I, as a single black mother of a black child, like, I mean, I have to keep us safe, but it's just like, of course, the inner city houses, when I look at that in those neighborhoods, like that's not a place where I would want to stay you know and again like it's no fault of the people that live there it's the fault of the system so yeah, yeah. i just said a mouthful i don't even know if i answered the question you did you did <laughs> but-
1: you did and i think you know what while i can relate to you on a lot of things mom world and womanhood this is just one of those things that no matter how many times we talk about it it just it just sits differently, yeah. You know? And I know that that that'll never be something that I can fully relate with you on, and and truly understand. But every time that we talk about it, you know, I it it moves the needle a little bit for me, and I hope that it does so, you know, for for others who are listening too. So I appreciate, although you feel like it was a mouthful, I really appreciate you sharing all of that with us. Yeah, such a
2: necessary perspective and valuable to all of us. You know, James being black and me being white, we talk about having kids and that they'll be perceived as black because they are black and what that looks like and now even even though we're not having kids at this point, having those conversations with my white family saying they will be viewed different. They'll be viewed different if they're with you in public, they're viewed different if they're with me in public. I won't particularly understand every part of their struggle, but obviously, protective as a mother and educating myself as much as possible, but that only gets you so close. And so I think just like speaking out loud about these conversations about how it's not just the COVID filter on making decisions. It's first and foremost, protecting Jay and protecting yourself. That's just so necessary right now.
0: Yeah. I have not struck a good balance because I have like family and friends that tell me like, you cannot protect him from that. Like you have to let him go out in the world and live. And I'm just like, nah, (laughs) like, I'm just like, I like, it scares me and I'm just like, you know, I, I mean, I truly have not found the balance. I don't know the answer. Like, I don't know how to make it to where, you know, I'm not coddling him and trying to protect him from everything in the world. I just know that as a black girl in a predominantly white school, when I went to, you know, my high school, uh, when I went to college, like it was difficult. I mean, I couldn't imagine like even understanding those things as a, like his age or defending myself. I wouldn't even know to defend myself. Just like my friends have told me like they didn't know like they had no clue that, you know, this teacher was doing this on purpose or marking their literally marking correct answers wrong on their paper just because. And like I said, like this isn't like one instance, like not two. And so I'm talking about a bunch of people have this experience and not just people like, you know, my age or anything like I have a mentor who's in his 50s, I believe. He ever listens to this and he's not in his 50s i'm sorry <laughs> um, but he had the same exact experience as a child who went to a predominantly white you know school and he said like how he was able to still like manage it but that his brother his older brother was not like i mean they destroyed his confidence in himself um even though all his answers were right but the teacher just made him feel And again, I know it's not, you know, we know it's not everybody, um, but in these places, in these school districts and things where it's just predominantly white settings, I mean, even the parents, the parents aren't friendly, like, they don't speak, they don't try to interact, like, they don't, like, they don't even try to fake it. It's, it's difficult. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and, And again, like, I don't know. I don't know how to just let him still live and experience it. Cause he's going to experience it. Like as a black boy in America, like he's going to experience racism and everyone's like, you're shielding it from him all this time. Like it's going to damage him in the future. But um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I really <laughs> I don't, don't
2: know that anyone knows the right answer. You know, it's yeah. all about just mm-hmm. making the moves that's best for you and best for your son.
1: Mm -hmm. Is there a community of other Black moms that you connect with or that you're able to talk about these things with?
0: Yes, like for sure. I would say just like my circle of friends who have Mm. kids, like they experience the same thing or just like social media, just meeting people randomly through social media. So they may not be my IRL friends, but they we've we've been friends like on social media and I feel like I know them personally. Mm-hmm. Um yep. and we always talk about these things and even my friends who have, you know, black girls are struggling with this situation because like you're still seen as a threat, or they're they're trying to I've talked to um Moms who have girls and dads who have girls who literally say they are struggling with trying to make sure their daughter is like very confident and speaks up for herself and everything. But at the same time, letting her know, like, okay, but people are going to see you as an angry, controlling black woman. So, you know, trying not to silence her voice, but still making her realize, like, this is what people think of you. And, you know, so many times in my life, I've I've literally people always call me aggressive and things like that, and I'm just like I'm not even you know trying to be aggressive at all, but they just always have this idea that before we even open our mouth, we just angry, and I'm just like, mm. no, that's not mm. the case. But I just think it's a method of of trying to silence black women, but that's yep. another topic yep. for another day. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm I'm glad you said that because as we come to a close, I have about 72 more questions that I want (laughs) to bring up. And so there will definitely be a part two with you. Uh, So again, I want to thank you uh, for sharing this past hour, all your stories and uh, experiences and opening up. Uh, One thing that we've been doing is finishing with quick six. And so those are six questions. Oh, shoot. No rules. <laughs> quick quick responses. They're either yes, no's or fill in the blank. We'll each fire off three. And oh, they could be about anything. So don't freak out, but freak out. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> All right. I'll go first. One thing people wouldn't guess about me is... What? Nikki, that's hard. I'm so thinking <laughs> fast about
0: that. Um, This is very random, but my grandma had 13 kids, so I have a super large family. <laughs> oh
1: gosh, I did not know that. Hey, Grandma. <laughs> I'm over here with one like, and the end. <laughs> okay, my proudest accomplishment is Obviously,
0: I'm gonna say Jay. (laughs) Um, Just, you know, being a mother in this very difficult world. But okay, no, I'm gonna change my answer because this is another thing. I know this is supposed to be (laughs) quick, but something about motherhood that I'm trying to find balance with and that I'm encouraging my my friends who are mothers to find balance with is like to not only have your child and not to only Mm. be identified as your child, like, or like in terms like you have to have like your own life, your own thing, like your own, Mm. you have to have your own self, like you literally do. And it's so hard when it's like, but this is my number one priority. And this is like why I live and breathe and everything. But like, you need something else. Like I think about, and of course, like all of this comes with good intention. And I've been, I've done this as well, but there have been times where, or multiple times, like when I get Christmas gifts sometimes or birthday gifts, they all send around Jalen. So a mug with his face on it or a mug that says something about motherhood or, you know, a shirt that says something about motherhood or just anything to do. And I'm just like, but really I just, I just wanted a bottle of wine or I just wanted a shirt that had nothing to do with, you know, him, you know, like I just, you know, just being able to, but I think like part of it is like, people know you love your child so much and they just, I mean, they associate that with you, but just trying to find my own identity. So I, while he is my greatest accomplishment, I am also going to pick something else. <laughs> yes, there are no rules. That's what I started out <laughs> with. so go for it. Um, so I would definitely say probably, I mean, for sure, getting my master's. But I guess the backstory mm. to why I'm so proud of that also has to do with him. Because I was, you know, <laughs> a single mom, a single nursing mother which was
1: yeah <laughs> a hell of a time again again I need to say on record that how, how, this was what did we say this was four years ago mm-hmm. so I was 26 7 whatever 26 7 year old Nikki
0: <laughs>
1: thought that just had a very basic, minimal understanding of what you were going through. I mean, the most minimal and thought that I was doing everything in my power to support you. And I look back to those years now being a nursing mom and just wanting to bang my head against a wall because I have no (laughs) idea how you did it. I have no idea how you did it. So again, I just want to say for anyone that has remained with us for this past hour <laughs> that you are in the presence of a superhuman. human. Yes. Being. Oh. True. Truly. I, yes. I, I am constantly in awe of you and yes. So yes, you being a nursing mother, single mom, anyway, continue. <laughs> Thank okay. you. But also
0: of course, now I have something to say, like for sure. Like, so I'm in two breastfeeding support groups and in both, I've had, you know, moms tell me that um, their employer is not supportive at all. It's like, mm. you're going to pump on this 30-minute lunch break. And they don't understand that it takes 15 minutes to even, you know, get yeah. the thing hooked up and get to yeah. going, yeah. you know, <laughs> to get mm-hmm. it going. And it's just like, you know, they and they couldn't do it in their office. They had to go to their car, so they had to buy a car plug to do it or do it manually and all these type of things like it is no way that without you Nikki that I would have been able to do that because as my supervisor I mean fully supportive fully supportive of all the pump breaks that I had to take so were my RAs like I mean they were so supportive so being in a work environment in a professional environment that I mean, just has your back like that, because had you guys not, I would have had to stop nursing. Like, I, w- I mean, it's just mm. no way. Like, you know, I had to pump every like four hours, like, you know, mm-hmm. to make sure he had enough bottles to send to school and so that I'm not engorged and leaking all over the desk, you know? Like, yep. mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, just having that, but, but yes. Okay. That aside. So thank you. Shout out you know, to you and the housing team for helping me through that situation. <laughs> but but yeah, that would definitely be my greatest accomplishment is doing that. And like it's not like the job we had as, you know, RLCs, ARLCs, in in other languages, hall directors. As hall mm-hmm. directors, there were like I mean that alone is difficult by itself. So doing yeah. that on top of yeah. a master's program on top of pumping on top of, you know, all the other things. Yeah. Ugh.
1: Yeah. And I made it okay. up a 4.0. Yep. Say it again. <laughs> just a 4.0. Everyone just a 4.0 4. 4. is all.
2: Just the perfect score you could get for going to school. <laughs> <No
1: problem. laughs> okay. My last one, my son, Jalen would describe me as. Ooh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um I mean
1: I think he would say I was fun. Okay. Yeah. Why are you saying it like that? You could say you're <laughs> fun.
0: Right. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I love it.
2: All right, Nicole. Okay. Damie. Yes. This whole conversation, we talked about just the unbelievable amount of stuff you have on your plate day to day. What mm. is your favorite self care tip?
0: Um, is it appropriate for me to say sex or no? It is. Is it <laughs> <Yes>. your favorite? <laughs> um, sex is great you know i support that in all facets or you know <laughs> even you know maybe not sex but just you know self-pleasure that's that's good too you know yeah. keeps me going like that is myself <laughs> that is my self-care tip <laughs> that's
2: perfect okay so i'm trying to like regroup after that because i didn't I'm sorry. It there, but it's the best answer okay that was so good you're drafted into a pro league what sport
0: are you playing Oh shoot! That's a cool um, does ice skating count as a as a as a lead? Do they <laughs> have in, in the Olympics?
1: It's <laughs> you can I for from. sure
0: say ice skating.
1: Awesome! Uh, I would not have guessed that. Not that this is about yeah. me at all, but I would <laughs> not have guessed. that. I don't know. I don't know what I would have guessed, but I, it would not have been ice skating. <laughs> we could talk about that.
0: I did not in my head. Did not go to ice I, skating. <laughs> Yes. I used to ice skate for years and then
1: I stopped in high school. Well, when I graduated. But yeah. Oh, There's so you're like you're like an onion. There's so many layers. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, last question for the quick six. What advice would you give young mothers today?
0: Ooh. Clearly mm. a
2: small question. Don't have to put a lot of thought.
0: <laughs> wow. No big deal. off the cuff. (laughs) (laughs) Very lighthearted topic. I think I would just say, like I was saying earlier, to try your best to find a balance between you just being you and then you being a mom. Like, obviously, that part never goes away. But still having, like, yourself. Like, even when I go, like, even say if my dad or my sisters watch Jay – like they still say like yeah go have some mommy time and it's just like no that's not what I'm about to do I'm about to go have everything other than mommy time Mm, like you know like but like obviously they're well-intentioned in saying that and they mean like go have free time but like you literally need to find like some type of disconnect and it does not make you a bad parent like anybody who Mm. knows me knows that Jay is like literally the center of everything and you probably can hear can you
1: guys hear him
0: yes is he yeah. gonna be in the recording okay, okay. i'm it's sorry right. <laughs> i expect him to be in the recording he's very much yes. a part of this yes. he has been running around i don't know i don't know what's happening but um, <laughs> but but yeah just and don't let anybody make you feel bad. I mean, I've had people make me feel bad about the type of pampers I buy, the type of mm. wipes. Like, you do not use the honest company. Why would you, wouldn't you use the honest company? And I'm just like, because these so pampers pricey. were on sale yeah. at Baby's RS. Like, honest. that is why. And I
2: got to just throw it in the trash. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> all right. That's it. Those that are means- all of our questions. Yes. I love you.
1: We love yes. you. I love you. This is so fun. So no one else. We would have asked to be our first release oh, episode. Yay. Yeah,
2: it was definitely unanimous. We just kind of looked at each other uh, via Facetime and we were like, "So, Damie?"
1: Yeah. I do. It, it nice. was Irvin's suggestion. She was like, "I think our first guest should be Damie," and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah, yeah. <laughs> So
0: and then you guys asked me. Meanwhile, I thought we was about to have to—I don't know—squat up on somebody.
2: I was like, who? My favorite because- reaction to that <laughs> ever was: Who do we have to fight?
0: Who yeah. do we have to fight? I just wasn't sure. But I was you ready. Were ready. I was ready.
1: Always prepared. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> All right, Damie. Well, thank you so so much for spending thank some time you. with us. It was yes. a blast. And I love that we got to see a little bit of Jay, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Bye. Bye, friends.